It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 1, A Virtual Nightmare. Oh, no! Yes, this virtual nightmare has suddenly become our very real nightmare. <laughs> we are and now, nightmare it is. We are now this... in Season 3. Finally, after all this time, it's been eighty-four years. <laughs> Jimmy, what's your what's your favorite thing? Uh, maybe not since we watched season two, but what's your favorite thing that we've watched in lockdown? God, in in, in, in the in pandemic lockdown. since March. Yeah, what's what's been your like COVID nineteen watch of of the the? I should have come up with this beforehand. What's what's been your watch of the pandemic? I'm going to have to go with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Ooh, yes, that's a good one. I think, oh, I just lost you. Oh, I'm still here. I don't know what happened. I can't hear you, Tyler. You can't hear me? Um. Oh, there we go. Was it your fault again? Yes. <laughs> the, the freaking arm of my chair bumped <laughs> the volume dial on my headphone amplifier. <laughs> I will push it slightly back into the recess in my desk. Do there you me. like how I didn't jump straight to user error, but kind of felt like it might still be user error? <laughs> oh, this is the second time because I had it off earlier when we started the call. <laughs> and I was like, why can't I hear Tyler? Anyway, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which yeah. I feel works equally well as a show and as a radio drama because they just yell everything that's happening all the time. Yeah, they really do. Boy, howdy, do they lean into that. I'm pretty sure you could watch it on a road trip and like not look at the screen at all and just get the exact same amount of information. You know, through um, some methods, I did a similar thing actually for The Office, the American version of The Office, because... Uh, Lauren and I wa- like watching TV in bed, but we don't like having the like harsh light of the TV. So we have to do all these things of like, oh, turning the brightness down or whatever. Um, and so I ended up getting like four hours of just office audio. And it's actually kind of nice where you're just listening to like this scene that you've seen, I don't know, 400 times. I don't know how many times we've watched The Office. You just, just like, watch oh, it yeah, in the theater part. of the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I All think right. you could do uh, something really similar with uh, with JoJo's. You probably could. Yeah. It's such a ridiculous show. But that's what makes it good. Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching? Mm. What's your favorite lockdown? Uh, we, so I, I am finally, I, I'm, I've became more British this month. And I broke down and paid for a TV license so I can legally watch the BBC. <laughs> You got a license for that television. <laughs> you got that a permit telly. for that license. Hey, what, what? Uh, no, so we, uh, yeah, so we've been watching a lot of BBC iPlayer, and they have uh, Drag Race. Yeah, iPlayer is the most, like, 2003-ass I know, name. it fucking sucks. It's the worst. But so so we've been watching, because we finished Drag Race Season 12 and Drag Race All-Stars Season 5, and those, those are both on Netflix, uh, and we were like, okay, we need something that sort of scratches that same itch. So we went to BBC and they have the first season of Canada's drag race. And then the first season of UK drag race. So we've been watching just like nonstop drag race for a couple of months now. And I have zero regrets. 
Drag Race and nothing but Drag Race. Drag Race, like, especially I think the UK Drag Race. UK Drag Race was very sweet, where Canada Drag Race is like weirdly catty. Uh, but it, Drag Race is so very much like a real life anime. Like the characters are all huge. They have catchphrases. They do crazy challenges. Uh, it's men dressing up like women. Um, it's it's a it's a good time. It's a good time. I really like it. If I don't know if you have access to UK's Drag Race, I don't know where that would be like syndicated in the states. It might be I on know. iTunes. My roommates have been watching a lot of Drag Race. I'd have to ask them. Uh, I think you would really like it. It's it's one of those things where the first episode that you watch like really regardless of where you start the first episode might take a minute to like get because there's a lot of drag slang but by the second episode all of that kind of recedes into the background because it's just these ridiculous characters being ridiculous in a lot of the same ways that like jojo's is interesting right even if you Mm -hmm. can't keep track of what hamon is or what somebody's like power (laughs) level or breathing technique is right yeah it's just a it's lot all of... just nonsense that changes week to week. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly it. And it's such a it's such an interesting thing, especially I think like I I have said for a long time that I think drag race should be required viewing for all straight men because especially when you get into some of the like character dynamics of like oh, this is like here's what this person's character is like and then out of drag they are the exact opposite and it's just like the, what what the boundaries of that act are versus their real life persona and for some people uh-huh. there is no boundary and they just are the same at all times and it's really fun to watch that that dynamic play out over time just flipping that switch yeah yeah so that's been my favorite thing i think just so much drag race but that's not what we watched this week no it's not uh oh and I'm so sorry. I was about to be like, oh, but let's talk about it. Uh, but you had a you had an actual uh, real life note here that I want to I want to talk about. <laughs> a real life note as opposed to virtual notes. <laughs> well, I guess it is a virtual note. Uh, yes. Tell me about uh, tell me about the astrologian in Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, the reason I actually haven't watched almost anything during lockdown because all my free time in the evenings has been taken up with Final Fantasy 14. That's OK. Uh, with all my friends I can't see in real life. Uh, but I finally unlocked Astrologian a while back, the class, because um, you have to get into the second, the first expansion to be able to actually unlock it. And you have to oh, be high okay. enough level to get there and all this stuff. Sure, sure. But I finally leveled it enough that I get some more of the abilities. And Astrologian is actually pretty fun. It's not like, um, it's more akin to something like a bard in D&D, hmm. where you draw cards um, and then... The effects of famous for card drawing. (laughs) Yeah, no, but the the effects are pretty much like cards, where each card has slightly different effects, like buffs that it can give on different uh, classes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you would play that on your teammates, and then they get like plus six percent damage for thirty seconds or whatever it is, and you just have to know, um, like which card goes to what kind of class. I mean, they all will help your teammates, but will some of them have different stats for different classes. Oh, okay. So this, this one works better on, like, ranged DPS. This one works better on a tank. This one works better on you, the healer. Oh. Um, yeah. That's so pretty cool. it's just random every time, and if you don't like it, you can, like, redraw a card. 
Mm -hmm. Um, But the rest of the time, it's really cool because you just have this floating uh, deck of cards. It's called an astrolabe, but it's like a big rotating gyroscope that your cards are floating around. It looks really cool. It's a dual disc. Um, All right. But then you can just like, you're holding up and it's like spinning and then you like draw the mystical energies like that are being channeled from the stars and like send it out and there's like a big burst of stars around your your friends and it it looks really cool it's a fun class to look at when you're running through dungeons or whatever yeah and all the screenshots that you sent me so far it's definitely like i mean at least in stills it's definitely one of the more i don't know if dynamic is the right word as far as its look but it's like I think just innately, I want to know like, oh, what's that guy do? As opposed to like, oh, that's the sword guy. That's the magic yeah. guy. All right, I get it. <laughs> like That guy has a staff. He casts magic through it. That guy has a sword. This he... guy has a fucking card orb. I want to know more about him. <laughs> this guy has a flying card orb uh, and is casting magic spells using the power of the heavens. And does your character, for... pardon me if I'm I'm late to this, are you still writing the fattest cat? Yes, I still have the fattest cat mount <laughs> <laughs> the that my friends got me for my birthday. It which, is absolutely hilarious. Which, for, for the listener at home who may not be following along, the fattest cat mount is exactly what it says on the tin. It is the largest cat. And you... <laughs> Please go just search Final Fantasy fattest cat mount. And you ride it. It's a big chunker that you ride around. I love it's it. It's huge. It's like the, a cat the size of a beanbag chair. The size and shape of a beanbag chair. It's like somebody wanted to put Cat Bus into Final Fantasy XIV, but like couldn't get the license. Basically, yeah. Uh, I love it. I love my it's, chonky boy. It's adorable. It's, he's a big chonky boy. I love it. <laughs> it's well, also I'm... hilarious because my character is uh a Rogadin, which is the like tallest and like beefiest race. Uh-huh. And I maxed out all the sliders on his height and like musculature. <laughs> so there's this like seven foot tall, absolutely <laughs> shredded guy running around on a like cat the size of a Volkswagen beetle. Love it. I love it. Because the mouth a... scale in size with your character. That's a look. So like <laughs> oh, so you're... races you So your fattest cat is fatter than other people's fattest cats. Yes, it is the fattest possible cat. Oh my god, the fattestest, the fat, the most, the cat most fat. Does the the other race, the Lollafells, that are like the the people that are like the size of toddlers? Oh sure. They're the the mount scale and size, so their mounts are all like regular sized cats. That's pretty funny though. I like that a lot too. That's really and good. It, like you can get like a horse or a unicorn, and like there's like a tiny, tiny like mule-sized unicorn that they're riding around on. Although I do think it would have been a little bit funnier for the fat for the uh, for the fattest cat specifically. Uh, I do think it might have been funnier to leave it at the size that your character has, <laughs> so oh, that you yeah. just have a little a teeny, teeny little guy person. with like a like a light a little sword or something swinging around, I'm riding on this you. absolutely. You can't see him past all the fur. <laughs> that would yeah, be it's yeah. pretty great yeah that would be my, my character mod is so large that when we go into dungeons and stuff other characters sometimes get lost inside me because they're just clipping through him oh god <laughs> and my friends are like where, where where's my character oh he's <laughs> just inside thok my character is named thok <laughs> but befitting his large stature yep 
well that's really cool that's that's really exciting that you're getting into like a the the astrologian and it turns out to be a a really good class it turns out it's pretty fun i was really worried it was gonna suck at lower levels before you actually get cards it's kind of boring sure but once you actually get like the abilities uh it's fun to like mess around with buffs and debuffs and stuff on your your teammates yeah buff your friends kids yeah no that sounded weird uh should we talk about the show let's talk about the show it's time to discuss the episode once again this is season three episode one of virtual nightmare Jimmy, the translated title here, translated from Japanese title, is The Unknown Challenger. The giant mobile fortress surfaces. Now that's a hell of a intro title. It's a heck of a title. For the first episode of a season? You know, I mean, hey, go big or go home, right? Start go strong. Go big or go home. Uh, the summary says, on its way to the Battle City Finals, the Kaiba Court blimp is captured by a mysterious boy named Noah. Yugi, Kaiba, and the others are lured into a virtual world where old enemies, the Big Five, reduced to minds and programming, are waiting to exact their revenge. Tyler, do you remember season two? Barely. Do you remember that whole arc we did with Battle City and, like, all the rare hunters trying to get the cards and, like, all of the the cool magic stuff we learned? To quote the immortal Mariah Carey, I don't know her. (laughs) Season three is not a sequel to that season. Season three is a sequel to the, like, 30 seconds to a minute of Kaiba's backstory we got at the very end of the last episode. Yeah, basically. It's it's a sequel to that, and it's a sequel to... Do you remember... God, if I'm having trouble remembering the second half of season two, do you remember the... I don't. Even, I hesitate to even call it season two. Do you remember the beginning of season two when they went inside the VR thing that Kaiba made? I only vaguely remember it. I think it was a three episode I, arc. I remember it, but I can't for the life of me tell you when in the season that happened. I'm positive that it was before Battle City began. I'm pretty sure it was before we ever met like Ishizu or Merrick. Was it the end of the last season? I of season one. It it might have been. I think it was after Dungeon Dice Monsters, because they had all those random episodes at the end there. Right, but there was a there was effectively for for the listener who maybe hasn't watched the show. There was a th- I think at most three episode arc, and I'm I can't be bothered to look it up if I'm being honest. There was a there was an arc of episodes that was short, but it was effectively. Kaiba has invented a virtual world uh, that is basically the Final Fantasy XIV of Duel Monsters, and it is entirely virtual reality. So you go inside the game, uh, and and why do they go? Why do they go into it? They explain they it in this episode, someone, and I've forgotten. Right? I don't freaking remember. But basically, so for one reason or another, Kaiba goes into the virtual world, and it's it's revealed that the uh the the council the the board of directors uh of kaiba corp has hacked the virtual reality system so they trap kaiba in virtual reality and if he dies in the game he dies in real life so yugi and his friends have to go into virtual reality save kaiba and in the process trap uh these five businessmen (laughs) 
in the virtual reality. <laughs> it's five random guys. Because that's how virtual reality works. Is it? It's a one in one out system. And my Valentine was in there too. Remember oh that? yeah. She was just like strapped into the same machine, but in like another room. I just, I just remembered this fact. Uh, Mokuba explicitly did not go into the virtual reality. However, there was a virtual reality version of Mokuba who was a princess. I remember that. But that's like the only thing I remember. That and at one point they used magic to like unleash the sand bird from Super Mario Sunshine. Worse, Jimmy, because that's the part that I just remembered. As you said the word sandbird, they don't just use magic. They use time wizard. Time, time wizard. That's when we get introduced to Thousand Dragon. That is Thousand Dragon's debut. Uh, Thousand uh, our Dragon. beautiful, noxious uh, nostril blast boy. God. Um, he's like, he's like <laughs> the octogenarian Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> noxious nostril blast um yeah so that's our recap of that arc that'll become important eventually uh can we talk first before we talk about like the episode any further can we talk about the intro for season three because i like it a lot yeah the intro for season three uh has a bunch of good stuff it's the exact same music as the season two intro uh but i think so new yeah animation yeah I, I feel like there might be a, a slight difference in the music that might have just been like maybe in the fidelity of the music. It was slightly higher quality, it felt like, but hmm. the new animations were choice. They have some good stuff in there, and they have all our favorite villains. Five guys in suits, an actual penguin, Aquaman, and season zero Kaiba. Yeah, what's season zero Kaiba doing here? <laughs> we'll talk what about him in a bit. haired youth. <laughs> uh yeah i there there were some really fun shots in there there was um there was also you left out actual gundam mm-hmm. uh exodia but black uh and tristan with an axe <laughs> for some reason hitting tristan a, has an axe hitting what appeared to be a stone wall so i don't know how effective <laughs> that was he's just playing minecraft yes he sideloaded minecraft into this virtual world <laughs> I like, well, I guess we live in here now. Sorry, speaking of Minecraft, if I ever f- get back into Minecraft, I found a mod. I think I sent this to you, Jimmy. I found a mod that lets you put a virtual desktop machine in Minecraft so you can load a Windows virtual machine inside the game Minecraft. And I really want to see if I can convince my job to like expense Minecraft for me so I can write about making a work from home setup within Minecraft. (laughs) See, I'm telling you, you need to get like a virtual reality headset, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. get that mod that lets you have Minecraft in VR, Mm -hmm. then have that mod. And so you can sit in your real desk and have your Minecraft desk be how so you're just stuck in home the, the whole time. Have your Minecraft desk be in this like beautiful woodland area, right? Right. Oh, that and right that would be a the fun side of a cliff. That'd be a fun video too, because you could have one video of me in real life, like ugly and not moving, and then another video of what I'm seeing in virtual reality, and everything's beautiful and blooming, and I got the photorealistic like mods. <laughs> got shaders. I wonder if I can get my job to just expense a whole gaming computer. That might be pushing it. <laughs> I don't think they would sign off on that. I don't think they would, but that's okay. 
Uh, anyway, so yeah, so basically what we see is Tristan in Minecraft, and that's very fun to me. I like that there's a lot of stuff, because you and I are both going into this blind, and yeah. I like that there's a lot of stuff in here where I'm already thinking like, oh, damn, I can't wait to see that. I'm excited for this guy to show up. Yeah. Also, Taya has a dual disc. Oh, yeah. Taya finally joins the joins the ranks. We've known that she's a duelist, but this will be the, we, the first time with the, the accessories. Yeah, we never actually get to see her duel because she's always getting kidnapped or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she duels once. She duels once. She dueled against That's Bella. right. She dueled, and she dueled Johnny Steps. Did, wait, did she did duel Johnny? No, she danced no, against Johnny Steps. Yeah, she DDR'd Johnny Steps into oblivion. <laughs> dual, dual revolution. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, but no, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. And then and the episode the tag- starts. And then we get the, the title and the tagline for season three is enter the shadow realm. Did you notice this? I didn't, I didn't notice this. I had like a, like a physical reaction when you said those words. I don't, I don't know if it's good or bad. How do you feel about those words? Enter the shadow realm. I would prefer not to enter the shadow realm. Yeah. I mean, if I can get the Shadow Realm's enthusiastic consent, sure. But I... Uh, yeah, you know, hmm. I feel like, given what we know of Season 3, Enter the Shadow Realm is kind of a weird tagline because if they're they're just stuck in virtual reality, when do, where does the Shadow Realm enter into it? Maybe the Shadow Realm's been virtual this whole time. You know, like that theory that we're all living inside a simulation. Maybe that's that's just it, right? Oh. Maybe it's not you live in a, ver- a simulation until you die and then you wake up in the real life. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe when you die, you go to the digital world. <laughs> Maybe when you die, you get sent to the recycling bin. There's a uh, there's a there's actually a series on Amazon Prime called Upload that I'm meaning to watch. That's basically that exact premise, and it looks pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, how do you feel about the opening of the actual episode, though? Uh, the opening to this episode I thought was pretty badass. There's some guy, it's underwater for some reason, and there's oh, all these, yes. like, underwater ruins and, like, buildings that have, like, crumbled into nothing. And this, like, are what looks like some kind of hanging research facility. And, like, it- over the radio, we hear this guy talking that soon he'll like get his revenge against Kaiba. And mm-hmm. then we see this like massive machine rising up from the ocean floor and start moving out. Did it remind you of Samus's ship from Metroid? I think maybe just the shot from the back, especially really like gave me super Metroid vibes. It was like super Metroid bit. meets like a uh, uh, space lab. Uh, what is that? 2077 or whatever. Something like that. You know what it did remind me of, Tyler? Hmm. Another show we've watched together. Sequest DSV. Fuck, I forgot about Sequest DSV. That's <laughs> a show that deserves a podcast. God, that was such a weird show. Somebody, okay. If if I ever want to deal with celebrity guests, I guarantee you we could get people from Deep, uh, uh, I can't even remember the name. Deep Space Nine? I Deep wish. Space Nine. Uh, Sequest DSV. I bet you we could get people from that show on a podcast with a couple of nobodies to talk about that show. <laughs> the, just the concept of that show is such... How did that even get made? 
Uh, I I'll tell you. I believe that got made, and I I could be wrong about this, but this is my head cannon. That got made entirely off the back of uh, Evil Dead 2's profit, because one of the weird supporting characters is uh, the brother of the director, whose name I'm now forgetting. Huh. Uh, Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi is is a supporting uh, character in Sequest DSV. Am I getting the name right? Possible. I feel like it's coming out of my mouth differently every time. Uh, but anyway, brother of Sam Raimi was was in that show. So I, I have a I have a feeling they were in that pocket a little bit. But that's not what we're talking about. This show opens with a sea lab rising, so it becomes a surface lab. <laughs> it breaks the water, and. We cut to Kaiba Blimp One Air Force Air Force Kaiba. I think it's actually Ka- is it Kaiba Blimp Three? I don't remember what the name of the blimp is. I think it's I think it's three because I distinctly remember wondering what happened to one and two. <laughs> we don't talk about one and two. <laughs> <laughs> they never reached official dueling altitude. Oh no! They had to be scrapped. Uh, and we, we get a we get a shot of like, here's everybody on the blimp. Yay, look at all our friends. And we cut to Merrick on the roof of the blimp with his uh, his full evil side showing. He's just up there cackling. Just cackling. And we get flashbacks of all of Merrick's crimes. Yep. <laughs> just in case you forgot, Merrick is a bad dude. Here he is like erasing people from existence. And trapping people in the shadow realm and other taking over minds, almost drowning Joey, you know, walking, <laughs> littering, <laughs> <laughs> recording baseball games without the express written consent of the MLB, <laughs> talking in theater. <laughs> uh, what I loved about the recaps, though, that I just want to Cattle point wrestling. out. Is they do it? They start doing a thing here. Where in the past, when they've done recaps on this show, they just put like a vignette and like sort of a sort of a soft filter over it. The recaps in this season have film grain, and I think that's yeah. important because no there's TV static. There's a scene uh, later on in the episode where we get a recap to the digital world, and it's the first time that Kaiba went into the digital world, and there is notably not film grain on that flashback. Whoa, maybe the digital world is real. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy theory yet. But I will be posting about this on QAnon. Um, <laughs> so the the blimp pilot is the first character that we see besides Merrick. Who's apparently a new character that they made just for this episode. The blimp character... The blimp guy sounds like a fan dub of this episode. Yeah, he sounds like somebody doing an audition tape for the role of Kaiba. He's not having a good time. No, no, he's not. I think he might be constipated, I think is what it is. Um, but so <laughs> he uh, he's he's piloting. And they're they're cruising along. They're like, all right, great. We're going to uh, we're going to an island. They Getting see, in range of Kaibacorp Island. They see the tower from here, right? Yeah, it's the Kaibacorp Tower we see. It looks kind of like the Space Needle. Yes. Yeah. And Yugi, I think, calls it a hunk of junk, or maybe it's Tristan. 
And Kaiba's like, no, it is a place of honor. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> and he does that whole thing from the end of last season where he explains that he built it from the bones of his stepfather's company after he banished his stepfather? Question mark? Something happened to that he did to his dad. Um, it's a it's a monument to family drama, I think is what he's trying to say. Yeah. Um anyway, uh apparently the blimp hits an iceberg because it suddenly <laughs> shakes and everyone goes flying all over the place. Uh Kaiba should have never named it the Skytanic. <laughs> he said it was too big to sink. <laughs> can't sink if it goes in the sky <laughs> you uh, gotta anyway, get higher if you start higher um anyway so yeah so what happens the blimp starts veering off course and apparently the blimp pilot gets locked out of the blimp controls right because, the blimp uh, controls are all digital yeah this is why having your tesla have only touch screens is a bad idea um all, all the controls for the blimp are through the computers, which just got hacked, and it's veering off course. Um, Merrick is up on the top of the blimp still, and he's like, It appears someone else has an interest in bringing chaos and misery upon these fools as well. <laughs> as, he's, as he's not just standing on the top of the blimp, mind you, he is like, I'm king of the world, titanicking. On the blimp, and he is oh, ready yeah. to fall off the nose of this ship. <laughs> he is enjoying himself up there. Uh, the the scene where they get pulled like down, I guess they get veered off course, goes on for so long, and what happens yeah. is a lot of that like repeated. What's happening? We're getting hacked. Well, can you bypass it? Let me try. No, and the it. It ends with the ship gets veered sharply to the left and then pulled down towards the ocean. And the only reason that I, I think that Blimp Guy, that the, the pilot was part of this episode, is for this line that he says, like, muffled and from another room, this guy goes, Our situation is worsening! <laughs> he says this as the Blimp is, like, skimming the surface of the ocean. And it's it like, actually, yeah, like, hits the waves a couple of times. Like, yeah, we can see the situation we get it. is worsening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for, for notifying us. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was revealed that it's a tractor beam because we're in Star Wars now. <laughs> it's a fucking tractor beam. Well, hard light, ho- hard light holograms can exist. I guess tractor beams can also exist. I guess. It's, it's uh, hardly the worst uh, technological name they give this episode. No. Uh, anyway, they're um, just like uh, Z- what's that? Zero Wing. All your oh, base uh, belong to us. Yeah, is that Zero Wing? What is that? What is I that think from? it's Zero Wing. Oh, anyway, right. the, anyway. The, the point I'm trying to make is main screen turn on. Um, <laughs> Hello, <they're>, gentlemen. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. All your base are belong to us. Um, but yeah, this the, their main screen gets hacked. And some guy's like, do not adjust the, the picture on your screen. Uh, it's me. And Kaiba's like, who the hell are you? And it's this, <laughs> this, it's season zero Kaiba. It's, yeah, which is just Kaiba with green hair. It's, yeah, this guy introduces himself. His name is Noah. 
it's this green-haired kid, and he says that he's going to get his revenge on Kaiba for all his crimes. That cool. Great. All all of Kaiba's <laughs> many crimes. Which, cr- which crimes? Take your pick. <laughs> uh, I forget how the exact order of this goes down, but the, the gang is like, why would this guy want to uh, get revenge on Kaiba besides the fact that he's such an asshole? And Amokuba basically explains, Kaiba Corp basically used to be Lockheed Martin until Kaiba got it and turned it into Wizards of the Coast. Right, yeah. So so this is where we kind of veer sharply from season zero where the Kaiba family made theme parks. And that's why mm. we have like Kaiba Land in seasons one and two. Uh, to Basically, I guess the news story is Kaiba is Tony Stark? Question mark? At least his dad was Tony Stark. Well, but, you know, Tony Stark does a whole thing where he turns the Stark industry from making weapons to making Iron Man, which I, yeah, as I say it, I realize is another kind of weapon, but. From, a, from you know. making, giving weapons to everyone to making weapons for just one person. Right. Uh, but here, it's like taking Halliburton or whatever and turning it into making card games. Which would be a pretty cool move, actually. I feel like, you know, we see a lot of these companies, uh, like distilleries and, and you know, beer makers of the world making hand sanitizer in the pandemic. I think it'd be really cool if we saw weapons manufacturers say, like, you know what? We're going to make the next Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do have a whole jug of hand sanitizer, and whenever I use it, it makes me smell like vodka. <laughs> I'm into that. That's all right. I'm sure, I mean, hey, if you drink enough of it, it wouldn't taste good, but you get a, you get a little something off of that. Um, anyway, yeah, so Kaibacorp used to make all these, like, defense satellites and tanks and what have you, which is why Kaiba has all these, like, kill sats and whatever. <laughs> Hard light <laughs> holograms. his beck and call, yeah. Which, I guess, does kind of answer our question from uh, from last season, you know, when he was testing the uh, the hologram version of Obelisk the Tormentor. Like, what practical applications does that have in the real world? I guess military. Yeah, why invent, like, the next big weapon to destroy your enemies when you can just summon Exodia and have him obliterate the Taliban? <laughs> Exodia, obliterate! <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's... Uh... I'm not going to get US, into that. <laughs> the U.S. forces have no pathetic cards. <laughs> okay, sorry. Talking about U.S. forces, this is why I don't want to get into this. Have you heard that the army is getting threatened with a uh, First Amendment lawsuit because of their recruiting practices on twitch no i had not heard of that yeah so they were they were essentially spewing propaganda on twitch i don't i don't know the full story but i do know the part of the story that's my favorite which i guess just is an opinion um but people were going to their twitch stream and commenting hey what about all these war crimes you've committed (laughs) And all of those people were getting banned from that Twitch feed. So the army was restricting people's free speech. On Twitch. On Twitch. Which is like, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think that that's exactly how free speech works. Like you can ban people from your comments. I think that's that's not necessarily restricting their free speech. They can go elsewhere on the internet and like say things. But it was just that it was the army actively trying to recruit people and not letting those people talk it was so funny to me. And then they got threatened with a First Amendment lawsuit, so they had what? to unblock all those people. What games does the U.S. military stream on Twitch? Is it just they, Call of Duty? They have official games, or at least they they did. Um, the I used to play it actually. There was a first person shooter. There was a Call of Duty, or it was an Arma mod. Um, let me let me see if I can figure out what they were playing. It might have just been Call of Duty now, uh, but they had. Oh, it's just called America's Army. Oh, I've heard of that. Like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just variations on that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The army propaganda methods suck. Uh, and if you want to join the military, that's fine. But maybe don't join it because they had a good Twitch stream. That seems like a bad, bad idea. What's up, gamers? I'm General George Patton, and welcome to my Harvest Moon playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty good actually uh where are we at i'm sorry I, I veered us off course here much like noah did the blimp much like our blimp uh yeah so uh the blimp is getting pulled down and beneath them surfaces the shield helicarrier apparently it really is. It really is. It's and it makes you wonder. It's just the shield helicarrier. I, I had to look this up. I still don't have an answer for this, but is Noah named Noah because he built an ark? Is it? Did he build this? I don't know, but he shows I don't up know. in. Yeah, he an does arc. show up in like, the that's ocean. What it is. Yeah. <laughs> Entirely possible. So I'm going to keep looking into it. But... Helicarrier from somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to keep looking into it, but, but go on. Why the hell does does Kaiba mess around with this blimp when he could have a helicarrier? Right. Yeah. Or literally anything else. He <laughs> has mean, many we satellites. The, we, we see in the movie that he's working on his uh, blue eyes white jet. Right. And maybe, we, well, you know, maybe this the could blimp be. is just something that he's uh, fooling around with while he's building the jet. He's a dirigible enthusiast. <laughs> uh, you know, it could be, too, that he just hasn't finished the, the Kaiba space station. Maybe. Are you, are you suggesting Kaiba is into steampunk? Mm, yeah, I feel, I feel like, like that's, that's pretty... I think that's text at this point. I think Kaiba's pretty into steampunk. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's not really his aesthetic. He doesn't like anything that's old. Well, I mean, Blue Eyes White Dragon is 3,000 years old. Yeah, but he doesn't, he pretends that's not the case. The Spirit of the Millennium Puzzle is 5,000 years old. I'd say he's an older man. <laughs> yeah, but Kaiba hates all that shit. He doesn't like anything that's not like 10 years old. Boy, that came out wrong. 
it's okay. Lauren just made a joke off mic that was much worse. <laughs> so you're good. I saw that face you made. You're good. Uh, anyway, um, moving right along. So Kaiba uh, is uh, unfazed. He he keeps demanding that the green-haired version of himself uh, uh, identify himself. And this green-haired youth keeps going. Wow, Kaiba, you're really an asshole, huh? You're really, uh, you're really pushing uh, to to figure out who I am, man. You're really making demands, huh? Huh? Interesting, huh? You sure are a fucking asshole, huh? No one likes you, Kaiba. Least of all me. I stole your blimp while you were on it. <laughs> and he does. Uh, the blimp gets blimp napped. Uh, it is drawn down into a hangar bay uh, inside this thing. And it's effectively it's the reverse of the opening shot from a new hope where you know the uh the blockade runner uh is, is sort of overshadowed by the imperial star destroyer and the star destroyer just like opens a hatch and accepts it it's, it's, <laughs> it's like it's sort that, of that but upside down right exactly <laughs> um so the blimp gets gets stuck in there and then all these guns come out of the wall and and Noah threatens them with stun phasers, which are clearly God. just machine guns poking out of the wall. This was the worst bit. Like tractor beams is fine. Stun phasers is maybe the most veiled, like not even veiled. It's it's the it's the most piss poor attempt at censoring for the show because those it are clearly even like- Gatling guns. They clear they didn't even like paint over the machine guns and give them like glowy bits like the uh what was that one card that was the dra- gun dragon barrel dragon barrel dragon they're they're straight up just machine guns yeah yeah the only difference is they make a different noise when they shoot you yeah they go pew 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 uh and so, uh yeah uh he let's see what happened next noah forces uh the gang out of the blimp he says it's for duelists only, ignoring the three or four other duelists on the blimp and picking <laughs> right. up Tristan, Taya, and Serenity. Right, who else, who else is on the blimp? So on the blimp is... The entire Merrick, flight crew. The entire flight crew, Merrick... Ishtar. Uh, Ishtar, Odeon, Mai is unconscious somewhere, Bakura oh, yeah, is unconscious somewhere. Didn't Bakura's body get sent to the Shadow Realm? Oh, pardon me, yes. Present. That's right. And I think, um, what's his name? Oh, Shoddy's on there somewhere still. Yeah, did he? Is he still on there, or did he like warp away? I think. I he's mean, on who there. knows? I think, I think his think power is. Just... I think his power is invisibility, not teleportation. Yeah, he's uh, he's the shadow. He has the ability to cloud men's minds. Right. Uh, so there's like all those like top tier duelists, and Noah just ignores the fact that they exist, much like the show. And so they, they're they like forced down this hallway into this big empty room, which is basically, uh, as we find out, it's a holodeck. Right, yeah. It, it, the, the lights turn on and it's, it's revealed through, I, I don't know how much of this dialogue we want to talk through, but it's revealed through all of this that, surprise, this is just a bigger version of all the holograms that Kaiba made. And who's running this whole place? It's those five guys that we've never met before. I love their burgers. <laughs> it's five guys, burgers, and fries. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 they call them the big five. 
And for the first time ever, Mokuba lists their names. We've only <laughs> seen like dudes in suits before, but apparently we are supposed to know these guys as the notorious villains, Gansley, Crump, Johnson, Nesbitt, and Lecter. You know, the big five. You know, five. the big five. Yeah. You know. You know All those of guys. whom are just like completely indistinguishable fat old men in suits. Yeah. It's these these are these are half of the twelve angry men. <laughs> so these five guys who we've never seen before, uh, but we've seen them didn't we see like them in profile or in shadow? We saw the them in silhouette. Silhouette. They and and we saw them in dragon form because oh, yes. the end boss of the first virtual world storyline was a Tiamat like five headed dragon where each of the heads represented a different member of the big five. Each of these guys got Hiram McDaniel. Um, <laughs> and then at the end of that arc, <laughs> they got Trond. Um, right. They, all, they got entirely digitized because Kaiba won against them. Uh, th- this, is gonna, this is where it gets dark as hell. Uh, because they won against the Big Five, they were stuck in the virtual realm. And because of that, their bodies atrophied and died, and now their consciousness exists only on the computers. Yes. They are one with the Matrix. They they got they are ghost in the shell ghosts that are free from all earthly bounds. This and is another what they crave more than anything is card games. <laughs> or revenge. I think revenge is really more on their mind. <laughs> well revenge through card games. Right. This is one of those things where time gets a little weird for me because it's only been like what, a couple of weeks since that happened at most? Yeah, and how long and has this been? But but maybe digital time is different because they say like we wandered cyberspace for what felt like a, an eternity. It's been eighty four years. <laughs> Their minds got overclocked. Yeah, right. And uh, they they decided to exact revenge on Kaiba, of course, for thwarting their evil plan. And he says, "Well, I'm gonna." I'm going to beat you. And he like grabs his dual disc or whatever. And they say, and this is the problem with the villains in the show, Jimmy, they say, we'll give you plenty of chances to do that. Yeah. So here's what they want to do. They want to beat everyone in a brand new card game tournament. Yep. That and tracks. In, <laughs> and in doing so, once they beat someone, they will be able to take over their bodies and download their minds back into uh, human bodies again. Yes. I don't want to see which of these guys wants to take over the body of these teenage girls. This is uh, kind of yeah. weird. Uh, it's more than kind of weird. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Like, all the, of all the things you could do, why would you want to download your brain into some random teenager? Like these guys have, you know, millions, if not billions of dollars, they could just pay someone. And there, I'm sure there are many people who would gladly exist in this virtual realm forever. Just trade their bodies. You know, I mean, maybe this would be a good, like, like use case for what Merrick brings to the table because Merrick has 
hundreds of followers, it seems, that are willing to give up their minds to be controlled by a petulant teenager. So why yeah. wouldn't those same people say like, oh, yeah, cool, I'll take I'll hey, take cyberspace over that. Yeah. Yeah, I want to exist in Minecraft. And then I think I think really that could be a really mutually beneficial relationship because the big five have a lot of money, mm-hmm. which could help uh, could help Merrick buy their way to, uh, you know, the, the Millennium Rod. The, but not no. the Millennium Rod. He has that. The the other stuff. <laughs> the other Millennium items. <laughs> what was it that he wanted again? <laughs> the three Egyptian God cards. <laughs> the, God, the God cards, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, what they want is to defeat Kaiba <laughs> in a card game tournament with rules that they just made up. Right. Do we do we want to talk about those rules? They cover them in detail, which is very nice. Yes, they they helpfully give a tutorial for <laughs> the crew who just got digitized. Right to set oh, the yeah, scene. They get digitized. To set the scene, the virtual world materializes in front of them, and it's like a Jurassic Park type thing where you've got dinosaurs roaming around. Uh, it it smells real, is what Taya says, which I guess means it smells like shit. <laughs> And then Tristan farts and he says, oh, whoops, sorry, that was me. <laughs> God. Uh, and out of the the woods comes Kaiba, but just in a different costume. And Taya sees him at first and he goes, Kaiba, did your clothes change? And then Kaiba's like behind her going, nope, that's not me. <laughs> oh, and that's he, another version of me I created. He openly admits to making virtual copies of himself to, quote-unquote, practice on. God. (laughs) You know, to duel against. You know, yeah. To really give him the D. I can't tell what Lauren is saying, but I'm sure it's good. Oh, she didn't say anything. She kind of just made that jerk-off motion. (laughs) Oh, it was a blowjob motion. Pardon me. Um... (laughs) So, you know, and they're like, know what we think. Everyone's like, okay, well, why would you like create a virtual clone of yourself to duel against? And he's like, who, who else is better to duel against besides me? Who else is better to look at? I mean, duel against. <laughs> so the, the virtual Kaiba faces off against, is it Big Shield Gardena? It's a big shield guy. It, it has its own name. This is a card we haven't seen before. It's not Big Shield Gardener, though. But similar, right? Like, here's a yeah. dude with a shield. Yep. And that's it. That's all you got to know. And he squares up against him, and they start a duel. So. And the, this is, the, here's the, uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! equivalent of the old man in Pokemon who teaches you how to catch a wheel. <laughs> right. Here, yeah. Children, let, me, let me explain how our new dueling system works. Thank you. I was just trying to figure out, like, how do I describe the tutorial sequence in a television show? (laughs) Here's how you're going to watch this show moving forward. Uh, So they explain that every duelist has to pick a deck master. You have to be very careful the pronunciation there. Here's how you summon Masingno. First, you talk to the big five. Then you fly to Kaibacorp (laughs) Island and surf up and down the coast. Thank you. Yeah, you push the truck out of the way. You go into the cave. You face off against Mew. Uh, anyway, they're in, what the the Big Five want to do is have their new deck master system, which is basically a commander format in Magic the Gathering. 
Yes. Yeah. So so effectively, each duelist picks a monster that is going to be their deck master. Uh, the deck master is... I appreciate how much you're trying to pronounce the E in deck master. Deck. Deck. The deck master is a monster that uh, sort of stands alongside the duelist until they are summoned, and they have special abilities uh, that can be used. However, once the deck master is destroyed, that duelist loses the game. And if you die in the game, you die in real life, and one of these grody, grody old men takes over your body. Yep. I think I just discovered a new word, groldy, grody old. The groldy <laughs> five. A lot of people. <laughs> uh, did I describe all the rules? Was that all, was that all of them? I think so. There's a duel that happens, but it's literally just explaining all the stuff we just talked about. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a pretty standard duel. And the duel that we see, the the sort of tutorial level that we see is Kaiba um, with Blue Eyes White Dragon as his deck master. And he summons Lord of Dragons and then gives Lord of Dragons the Dragon Flute, which lets him summon two more Blue Eyes White Dragons. And then he brings his deck master Blue Eyes White Dragons to the field, uses polymerization, turn them into Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, unleashes an ultimate attack against the shield guy uh, because its special ability is that it can attack the same turn that is brought to the field. It doesn't have to wait. And the attack looks like it's going to wipe the shield guy out, but the shield guy is a dual monster, so he has his own special ability, which is like ultimate shield, I guess. Perfect shield. Ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny. Right. And it reflects the attack back at Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, killing Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, meaning that Virtual Kaiba loses the duel and he doesn't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Thank you. Yes. That was the duel. That, that's the whole duel. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Literally none of the people in it were real. Right. And everybody goes, "Okay, so how do how do we win?" <laughs> so Yuki goes, "Let's ignore the fact that the evil mastermind of all evil is like on the blimp back there." Yeah, we agree to your terms. I know right. you have beef with Kaiba, but sure, we will duel you. Uh, Yugi actually has to ask a clarifying point about the rules because he's the nerd of the season. He he asks, do we have to defeat just one of you or each of you individually, or how does that work? <laughs> yeah, he is completely on board with being kidnapped and forced to duel. Right. The answer he gets is still kind of unclear, and I wonder if maybe you have a better idea of what this means. They say, we're each going to duel each of you individually. So does that mean that each person there of like the nine people in the room have to duel each of the five big five? How long is this season again? Uh, I did the math. I, it's pretty long. I There's a bunch of multi-parters though. So like for our purposes, it's only going to be about 30 episodes. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out how much dueling they can cram into the, the season to explain whether each of the five has to go against each person or what. I mean, this may be one of the, the rare seasons where a duel against a major character does not need multiple episodes. Can you even imagine? I God Barely. I so. <laughs> but it's really not clear. They have to beat the big five is what we got. We know that much. Yeah, they have to beat the big five in order to leave. 
at which case the big five will be like, we have you totally within our control, but we will let you go and we will consent to being trapped in the virtual world for eternity. Right. Because, cool, you can totally take these evil villains at their word. <laughs> sure, you can trap us uh, in Tron. Uh, that's fine. But first, you have to defeat us in a card game. Face me on the field of my choice, coward. <laughs> and... and so, yep. And then everyone gathers together in a big group and says, yes, we accept your challenge. We're going to kick your ass and be out of this place. Joey has a great line because Serenity's worried about this, which I think is the smart move. But Joey has a great line to Serenity where he says, we can whip these geese, these five geezes, one, two, three. And he just like forgets to count to five. <laughs> he's going he's to get, you know, three, three out of them, I guess, but no more. He'll leave the last two. Those are, those guys are fine. Yeah. And then that's the end of the episode. It just ends being like, yep, yep we're in a new a new place now with a nude card game tournament. It almost sounded like you said a nude card game tournament. That would be a completely different show. Sorry, I was gesturing to Lauren because we're almost ready for her part. Uh, so what was your best part of this episode? My best part of this episode is that it has it already has so much potential for future episodes. It's just like setting up. I don't know how much it's going to actually do later in the season. Sure. But so far we have a lot of things that could, places it could go. Uh, virtual duels that don't need to abide by physical locations or laws. They can have duels in volcanoes. They can have duels while flying. They can have duels in some like floating islands or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all virtual. They can have them on the moon. That's a fun. really good point. I had not considered this. It's all virtual reality. They can do it however they want. Uh, yeah. Another thing is since the everyone's going to have their deck master card that's just like hanging out with them all the time. Mm-hmm, Does mm-hmm. that mean the deck masters will b- get to be like their own characters? Mm, I mean, more so than they present, were. Yeah, if they're present all the time, maybe Yugi will actually get to like talk to and hang out with uh, Dark Magician. Black, Dark Magician, yes. Uh, it's been so, so long since we watched been, a Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> it's been so long. I've completely forgot what Dark Magician's name was. Um, uh, cool. Another thing. Who do you think all the deck masters are going to be? Should we call uh, it now? Dark Magician, Blue Eyes, White Dragon. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Flame Swordsman or Time Wizard. I don't know. Do you... For Joey? Yeah. Do you think it's going to be Jinzo? Jinzo oh, it might be Jinzo. Intro. It might be... Yeah, okay. Jinzo <laughs> have more sense. of your favorite boy, Jinzo. God. <laughs> <laughs> A fucking uh, dildo-looking motherfucker. Um... Let's see. Yeah, uh, Tristan would be. Uh, we've seen him before. It's like Cyber Soldier, I think. Oh, it's yeah. the guy that's basically Sam Fisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taya, Shining Friendship. Maybe. We haven't seen. We've barely seen Taya duel. So yeah. I guess we'll we'll see that later. Serenity is there. We have no. Ooh, is Serenity gonna duel? Is Serenity going to duel? Maybe. I don't know that Serenity's ever held a card. 
the big five are like threatening everyone there, so I assumed Serenity might be part of it. We might get to see uh, Serenity duel. Serenity, I think, would it be like a maybe Serenity would be like a shining friendship type. I'm picturing like a Karibo or like a like a puffball of some kind. Taya might have I forget the name of it, but there was like a mystic elf type character that was like mm. an angelic like healing card. There's like a hundred of those. Yeah. Uh, what about Mokuba? Ooh, Mokuba? Let's see, what was even in his deck? It's been so long since we saw him duel. Mokuba, I'm trying to remember from Duel Links. Mokuba was basically a truncated version of Kaiba's deck. Just like Mokuba is a truncated version of Kaiba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it might be like Baby Dragon. Aww. That might be fun. Uh, other things this episode is teeing up. Merrick, Ishtar, Odeon, and Shadi are still on the, the blimp. What the hell are those guys going to get up to? We, had a, we get an all-Egyptian bonus episode. <laughs> yeah, I want to see what they're getting up to on the blimp. I mean, like, they're, they've got all this magic stuff. Who's to say Shadi can't just, like, turn invisible and, like, wander around the ship they're on? Yeah, but then we would remember that Shadi could be useful if he wanted to be, and he just isn't. He just shows up mysteriously and drops some, like, secret wisdom and vanishes. Right. But I would love to see some more magic versus technology tropes when this, like, ancient Egyptian magic is, like, set loose on this giant helicarrier. Yeah. I feel like there's some good stuff uh, that could happen there, and that's probably why it won't happen. But I would (laughs) want to see it. The potential is there, and I really want to see him use that. I love magic versus technology tropes, and so I would love to see some like ancient Egyptian magic used against the security systems on this ship or something. That's that's I think really similar to my favorite. My my best part of this episode for me was that the Big Five was such like a throwaway villain that we can't even remember what episodes they were in. But it's really fun to have somebody come back into the show and be like Kaiba like these are the reasons that I want revenge and us as the viewers are like yeah that tracks I don't want revenge for that <laughs> Kaiba uh, I, we hate you here's why yeah. it's time to duel here are my reasons and then it'll be really interesting to be like here's my method of of attacking Yugi technology mm-hmm. and how is Yugi going to respond to that with magic it's kind of a shame that they're so interchangeable with each other because when we see them they're just five guys in suits right uh it looked like later on in this season from the intro they might like take new digital forms because there was that freaking uh penguin with a dual disc yeah it does seem like now that they are no longer tied to a corporeal form they're a bit more loose with their presence I mean, kind of like what we saw with them turning into a dragon, you know, like maybe they're just going to turn into monsters and that'll be, they'll turn into their own deck masters, right? Mm-hmm. But who knows? Uh, how about your worst part of the episode? Why would you challenge your most hated foe to the one thing he's the best at? <laughs> These five morons lost a card game to Kaiba once before, and now they're challenging him again? He's like the second rated duelist in the entire planet. And they're like, yes, child, we want to play card games against you for our very lives. You dumbasses. Yeah, I <laughs> it's mean, such that's, a terrible that's just the plan. problem with Yu-Gi-Oh! villains, right? Like, Merrick had the same issue. 
Yeah, but at least Merrick knows that, like, cards are magic and he can call in this, like, ancient evil spirits and whatever. But these five guys are just like, it's a kid's game and we're going to fight this kid at it. Right, exactly. Their master plan is to beat Kaiba at Commander MTG? Come on, guys. <laughs> what, that's very, not, that doesn't seem bulletproof to you? It's very funny to me that, like, not only do they not just kidnap him and take his body... Not only are they, like, challenging him to dual monsters, they're challenging him to a new format of dual monsters they came up with just to duel him. Right. Here's, here's a game we made explicitly for you to be good at. We challenge you to our homebrew setting. That would be like me challenging you to Jimmy Wins 3, a new game I just made up that Jimmy wins at. <laughs> it's called Tyler Wins. But the rules still say that Jimmy wins. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I for me, it was hard to pick a worst. I didn't really have a worst for this episode other than like, yes, we can all agree that it is weird that we're moving into a new storyline now and not resolving the previous one. That was That's going to be my honorable worst because we right. spent the entire last season building up to this moment where Yugi faces off against like Merrick and the forces of evil. And now they're just like, hold on, let's just go in a complete opposite direction and play some video games for a while. Right. I know you wanted to see that, but let's. what if we just didn't look into any of that at all whatsoever? But you know what? Like you said, the possibilities are enough that I'm kind of fine with it. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're dangling, dangling enough carrots to, for me to be like, all right, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Speaking of dangling carrots... Let's move on to the next part of our show, which I, in my typical fashion, told Lauren we would be ready for about 10 minutes ago. Uh, but my partner, Lauren, is going to join us here in the studio. And while she does so, I'm going to I'm gonna read us a, a quick email. Dab writes in. Dab writes to us at youactivemanpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, this is going to be a long one. You, Tyler, have killed my ability to get anything done. Now my days are just consumed with baseball. No thoughts, only oh, baseball. No. I've been playing at least three or four hours a day with no end in sight. I'm a Garages fan, smells like team spirit, and we're doing pretty well. Ten and nine as I speak. We've just got a four-star hitter. Congratulations, Deb. Tyler, isn't your team doing terrible? My team is doing piss poor at the moment. The Mexico City Wild Wings are... They they started high. They have not been doing well. I haven't really been keeping up with baseball this week for basically that reason. Uh, fair weather fan. Fair. That's yeah. That's me. Plus, Dad goes on to say we got a blessing that improved our pitching by ten percent. I'm excited by the prospect blessing. of the rest of the season. What's that? A baseball blessing. A baseball <laughs> blessing. Uh, uh, I'm excited by the prospect of the rest of the season. Secondly, updates on the shows I asked about. Uh, Dab asked about some shows uh, last week, seeing whether we watch them. Both of these are your kinds of shows. High Q, I'm sure you've been recommended before. It's an amazing show about a realistic high school volleyball with great friendships and players you will love. However, a warning, watching the show will make you adopt many children, although it may be a show that Lauren would like too. So Lauren, you know, historically not an anime. Yeah. A realistic high school Don't volleyball Don't at me anime about it. Might be something. Fun fact, I played volleyball in middle school. I didn't know this. Yeah. My life has been a series of being really shit at sport <laughs> and hating every second of it. And now, now you will spend the rest <laughs> of your life in a museum. 
<laughs> yeah. And if Hopefully. all goes well, the if afterlife as well. well, yeah. Um, uh, no, I would watch that. I would try it. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to try it out. Uh, and uh, the other the other show that Dab mentions is High Score Girl. Uh, Dab says, this is great. Uh, it's a great, I guess, harem anime, but not really. It's more of a coming of age story with a great love story between three characters that you'll love. I was wrong about the supernatural element. Uh, it's just a really good show set in and around Tokyo arcades in the early to late 90s with Street Fighter featuring prominently. It's amazing. Mm. I'm not quite finished, but the dynamics of the show are so good. It's pretty obscure Netflix original, but it is so damn good. I don't need you to read the whole thing out in the podcast. Oh, whoops. <laughs> uh, although you can if you want. I did. I did want to. Uh, but please at least try these shows. They're good enough to make for all the seats. Thank you for putting that at the end of the email, Dab. That's great. <laughs> Just please watch these shows. Signed, Dab, he, him. Thank you, Dab. Thank you so much. If you want to email us, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast.com. Wow, you activated my podcast at gmail.com. I spent all my enunciation energy on Deckmaster. <laughs> that's just gone. Uh, I'm checking in on... No, I can't sign into Blazeball right now. Uh, I'm just going to get sucked in. Oh my in. God. Uh, so uh, we are moving into a new season, which means that Lauren is going to be leading us through a new game that we like to call... You activated my podcast season three, colon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Not season two, colon, enter the task dungeon. That's a lot of colons. <laughs> <laughs> Look at our colons. Uh, enter the task dungeon is uh, a game that was recommended by listener Simi. Thank you again, listener Simi. Uh, where every In week- which I have all the power. Yes, Lauren is the commissioner of the dungeon, the dungeon commissioner. And she is going to challenge us to describe how, how various to describe how various dual monsters achieve tasks that she I, sets for I us. wish you all could see the evil look on Lauren's face right now, knowing that she knowing all the hoops that she is going to make us jump through. It it's going to be kind of similar to I think uh, the British game show Taskmaster, which I don't know if you've talked about on this podcast before. You may have. A bit, yeah. Um, I'm the one who told you about it. You're yeah, welcome. Well, <laughs> but on the, on the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not anticipating. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I have a few ideas. I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be funny because I don't really know the Yu-Gi-Oh! Monsters and um we don't either <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, and i don't know it's gonna be based on like i don't know my psyche and the things that i know about so yeah well i'm so excited i think, I think it's gonna go really well but i'm the, excited the first thing we have to do is we have to pick who our teams of monsters are going to be and just like last season we are picking monsters from this season of Yu-Gi-Oh! and only this season of Yu-Gi-Oh! So, Jimmy, in the show notes, I have put a link to a Yu-Gi-Oh!.com uh, slash cards page. The Yu-Gi-Oh! website, for all of its flaws, I have to give credit, the organization of the card pages is really cool because you can filter by show and season. So you can see, okay, what cards were in Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1, Zexel Season 2, etc., etc. So what we're going to do is we are going to draft teams 
and we are going to determine who has what monsters on their team. We- you don't really need me here for this, and maybe I shouldn't watch because then I'll know what your monsters are. Oh, see, this is a thing I hadn't really considered because I knew I wanted you on to at least introduce the concept, but yeah. that's a that's a decent point of, of sort of early favoritism. Uh, is there mm. anything in particular that you want to like tease about what you're thinking so far in terms of tasks or, or like events that you're looking forward to? Hmm. I do have a couple of tasks that will be like a treat for me to hear you guys oh, talk us, about them. us as humans. Not, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, just cause I'm so excited about it and to hear you talk about how your monsters are going to do it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit worried that like the tasks that I come up with are going to be dumb. I mean, because... well, that's the point. That's, that's <laughs> kind of the point. We're, yeah, but we... that people are going to be like, oh, they're lame. Lauren, like I don't in... know if you've listened to this show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watch... I haven't. Famously, I don't. <laughs> we watch uh, uh, a cartoon called Yu-Gi-Oh! every week mm-hmm. that is about a world obsessed with a children's card game. <laughs> well, that's that's fair. So I, if you would like to stick around, you're welcome to stick around. If you're worried about playing favoritism, uh, you can get off the hook, I guess, for this episode. But I, I like having you here, so I I invited you you back onto the show. Thanks. I don't think it matters, honestly. I think we can separate the the two things. Jimmy, I don't know how you feel. Do you want the commissioner to be present for the drafting (laughs) process? Uh, whatever she wants. Commissioner's choice. Um, we haven't talked about if it's going to be like a point-based system or if I'm just going to make a final ruling or like how the structure of it is going to be. I think I think it would be pretty fun to just do it like, um, like uh, I don't know what the word is, it, not single elimination, but we, we each pick, because we know we're going to do about 30 episodes of, of the podcast for this season. So we each pick 30 monsters and then every week we pick a monster, but we can only use that monster once. And then after we pick, then Lauren, you reveal what the task is. Right. And then whoever you select mm-hmm. after we have described how our monster would achieve that task is the winner for that week. Right. And then at the end of the season, we can tally up who's won the most and get a fake prize. A completely imaginary prize. Right. <laughs> Cool. Does okay. that sound agreeable? Yeah. The terms have been set. <laughs> Let the drafting process begin. The deed is sealed. So, Jimmy, uh, there are uh, seven pages here. And I, I think what we can do, I, I know I just said 30 monsters each, but I think what we might do is 15 each mm-hmm. and then do like a mid-season shuffle. Does that sound decent? Sure. Okay. Let's see how they're going. Yeah. So what I'd like for us What's to do is- a mid-season shuffle? Like, like at the halfway point, so like in 15 episodes, we uh, we redraft from Why? the- Huh? Oh, from the remainders. From the remainders or, or from our own list, depending on how I many see. remainders there are. We can pull you some guys off the bench. shuffle your discard pile, if you will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, we don't necessarily have to stick with just these 15. And also, so that we don't have the listeners listen through us picking- 60 dual monsters. 
So, Jimmy, what I'd like to do is let's each pick two monsters from each page that's on this website. And being the benevolent person that I am, I would like for you to take the first pick. All right. And you can write it there in this the spreadsheet that I have provided to you. Hold on. Let me... I did say I did say earlier to Tyler. I mean, it's it's going to be impossible for me to make this objective, and I don't think that's the point of the game anyway. No. And then I said, but I don't know if that puts Tyler or Jimmy at the advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Neither, the way it should be. Yeah, probably neither. Honestly, impress me, peasants. All right. So. The, the first page here, I'll, I'll describe a little bit for the listeners. It has some some winners right off the bat. We've got Blue Eyes White Dragon, Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, our boy Beta the Magnet Warrior, Big Shield Gardena, Ancient Elf, Eris, uh, Alpha the Magnet Warrior is here. Uh, Armail, I think, is a monster. Um, yeah, that's, that's a monster. Now, some of these are not monsters. Some of these are like field effect or spell cards. Are we keeping that's it correct. strictly monsters? Uh, I, I think like so. Should. I think we should, because it would be really weird to describe how Altar of Mist makes breakfast. <laughs> a legendary ocean. <laughs> that isn't one. You keep using that as an example. I've not put that on my list. Uh, oh, no, that's why I keep using oh, that. Okay. I know that's not on your list, because yeah. I keep saying it. Uh, so, Jimmy, how, how are you feeling about your first choice here? What, what's going through your head? There's a lot of good stuff on here. Um, let's see. I'm kind of leaning for my first pick. God, I kind of want to take one of these blue eyes before you do because yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at that blue eyes ultimate dragon. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I'm gonna go with blue eyes ultimate dragon for my nah, first fuck pick off. because I think it would be funny to have a creature with three heads doing anything. That's true. That's true. Okay. Well, if you're going to take my first pick, I'm going to take your other first pick, I think. I'm going to take Bolt Penguin. Ah, <laughs> I was looking was at a, Bolt Penguin. Look at this poor creature. A penguin with, like, electrified tentacle arms. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's going on with this poor penguin? I don't, I don't think it's having a good time. I'm not really sure. I mean, he's smiling. <laughs> uh, okay, what's your second pick? What the hell even is this? Oh, it's a spell card. I'm looking at Arduous Decision, which is some like cult leader making people choose between a cherub and the Grim Reaper. Oh, but, yeah, that one's But that that's one's a spell rough. card. Yeah. Uh, it appears in the animated series. Only, uh, it's not part of the trading card game. So I have to pick a monster. Uh, well. Berserk Dragon is also a, uh, I was a, an option here. Berserk Dragon. It's a zombie dragon. I I just picked a, and it goes berserk I guess. <laughs> I just picked a yeah. a dragon though, so I don't know. Yeah, you it, don't want to be too dragon heavy. Here, I'll just enter uh, your your choice while you while you pick your last choice. I mean, ah, uh, uh, God, I kind of want to get Beta the Magnet Warrior because he's our boy, and I feel like he got shafted a little in our last game yeah so I would want to we loved see... him though we loved I him, loved him. We i'm gonna go with beta the magnet warrior okay gosh okay uh if you're gonna take beta the magnet warrior i'm going to take ancient lamp 
That is a very it's interesting a looking card. Yeah. Now I know I've left Blue Eyes White Dragon on the table and we do have to move on to the next page, but I feel like Ancient Lamp is going to serve me well. It is an effect monster. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, Jimmy, which one? You just picked uh, Beta the Magnoria, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you want to type that in or I can type that in. Is it? Can um, you not see it? Uh, oh, no, I can't. Did you type it in? I'll trust I did. you. Okay. That just hasn't refreshed on my end. That's all right. Come on, Google. What do you Come doing? on, Google Sheets. Uh, all right. Moving on to page two. Uh, Jimmy, once again, I will let you choose first. On this page, we have some, some uh, mostly spells, it seems like, but Catapult Turtle is there. Uh, oh, you know who, I'm going for catapult turtle. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. God damn it! Uh, that was catapult my turtle. first pick when I saw this entire page. God damn it! All right, so that's your first pick. It's a turtle I with a catapult. I wish I'd bet this. I wish I'd like put money on this. Oh yeah. Um, man, coffin seller is here. <laughs> coffin seller. Chiron oh, that's a trap mage. card. Yeah, that's right. Chimera the Flying Dragon is here. Chiron the Mage I have not seen before, but I really like his vibe. It's sort of like a like a gay magical centaur. Uh, I'm going to go with Chiron the Mage oh, as yeah, my first pick. Oh, yeah, that absolutely is what that is. Pretty good. I like uh, Cyber Commander, but for my uh-huh. second pick, I think I'm going to have to go with Curtain of the Dark Ones. Which is just oh, a curtain yes. with some spooky arms coming out of the bottom. A classic. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I think means that I'm going to go with... Uh, so uh, what else we have on this page? We've got Command Angel, Command Silencer. I think these are alphabetical is, is where it we're is. going here. Uh, Cyber Commander, Cyber Falcon, Cyber Harpy, Curse of Dragon, Chimera the Flying Beast, or the Flying Mythical Beast, pardon me. Um, Castle Walls is a spell card, right? Yeah, it's a trap yeah. card. I was I really hoping Castle out, Walls might be a monster. That would have been great. I do want to point out, Card of Demise has some great art. It's a guy who's in some like cultist robes, and he's reacting in shock and horror to a deck of Yu-Gi-Oh cards uh, being sliced up by a guillotine. Amazing. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Cyber Harpy here. Cyber Harpy feels like a, a, a good choice. <laughs> this isn't a regular Harpy. This is a Cyber Harpy. Uh, all right. Those were our two picks for page two. Let's move on now to page three, starting with Cyber Jar and ending with Drop Off. Uh, we have a lot of good stuff in here. We've got the Dark Magician, Dark Magician Girl, Dark Paladin, Dark Flare Knight, Cyclone Laser, I think is a spell card. Um, something called a Dark Geroid. <laughs> I thought it was Dark Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> the Goblin King. <laughs> uh, different Dimension Dragon. That was a mashup. <laughs> uh, dimension Dice is listed as a card here, and I don't think that that think is correct. There's also a Dice Dungeon. Yeah, I, th- I think those are just what Duke Devlin plays with. Duke Devlin's Dice Dungeon. I forgot that Duke Devlin was here. Yeah, Duke Devlin is also in the group. He appeared in that in like entire two episode. Scenes. He was He's there that there. whole time. Yeah. There was uh, actually okay, a scene you... where he like insulted Tristan, where he they were like being called out, like this is for duelists only, and he was like, You're not a duelist though. And he's like, Shut up, dice boy. 
there's a there's a monster here that I hesitate to point out to you, Jimmy, because I think you'll pick it. Des Volstgolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big spiky dragon. That's a big spiky boy. There's also different dimension dragon. There is. Uh, there's also Defender Iceberg. Oh, who appears it looks to be like... Frosty uh, the Snowman on steroids. Yep. It looks like that one. Uh, it looks like Reggie Ice from Pokemon. Yes. All right. We have lingered on page three yeah. for so long. I need you to make your first pick. Dark Geroid. Damn Look it. At this mutated motherfucker. He's got like 20 arms. He's going to be He's so good at tasks. It looks like um, you've seen the thing. Yeah. He looks like, the you thing. know, when the. When the I thing takes the over thing. that guy's head and just sprouts like eye stalks and, and legs and shit. Uh, like, that's what that looks like. Yeah. Skittle, skitters across the floor. Spoiler alert for the thing. Um, I, uh, Spoiler best, alert for best the thing. Fucking... The thing is in it. <laughs> There's a thing. Uh, best fucking horror movie, honestly. Like, it's up there. Top five. Fight me. I am going to pick... God. Okay, so yes, I know the Dark Magician family is all here. I kind of want to pick... I don't... This is a tough one for me. I'm going to pick Cyberjar. Cyberjar is my first pick for this page. Oh, interesting. Cyberjar. Uh, Okay. Who's your second pick? My second pick, I think, is going to be Dark Paladin. Have you seen this guy? I haven't looked closely at Dark Paladin. Dark Paladin is a fusion monster that's dark magician and I guess a kind of paladin if I had to make a (laughs) a stab in the dark there. He's dark magician except darker and edgier. Uh, In the notes on the card, it says this card is also known as Dark Paladin, the ultimate magical swordsman. (laughs) It's a mouthful. That's, yeah. Uh, Okay, so you're taking Dark Paladin. I'm taking that edgelord. That's you know that's fair. That's fair. I could take Dark Flare Knight, uh, which is okay. So the tough thing here is so we've got Dark Flare Knight, Dream Sprite is one that I was just looking at, and Dragoness the Wicked Knight. But I also like Defender Iceberg as the thing. There's something about him that's just like friendly. He do- he does look pretty cool. I like his little snowball nose. Like, the rest of him is supposed to look badass, and then he's just got, like, a Frosty the Snowman nose. You know, I'm going to go with Defender Iceberg. I think the more I look at Defender Iceberg, the more that just, like, jives with me as a person. Everything else is a little too too, uh, edgy. Um, All right, so those are our two picks for page three. Let's move on to page four. Uh, this page has some good ones. We've got, uh, this oh, is where Exodia shit. lives. It's got Exodia. <laughs> Exodia Necros. Flame Swordsman is here. Fire Sorcerer. Flying Penguin. Giant Germ. Uh, giant Red Sea Snake. Giant Soldier of Stone. A lot of giants on this page. Guilford the Lightning. Gradius is here. <laughs> Gradius, <laughs> Gradius is here. You know, from the video game Gradius. Uh, uh, Hero of the East interdimensional matter transporter and Jinzo is at the end of this page. Mm. We've talked about Gradius on this show before. There was a Konami Yu-Gi-Oh crossover in which several Konami uh, uh, 
IP came into the Yu-Gi-Oh universe, including the plane from Gradius. <laughs> Man, you're you're the Black Exodia is here. Exodia Necros. Yeah, Exodia Necros looks pretty good it's weird i want to look at the official tcg intro because it's weird that exodia necros has attack points and defensive zero huh it's gonna be interesting oh i see it can only be summoned or rather it it must be destroyed i suppose unless all five parts of exodia are in your graveyard Oh, interesting. So it's like Nega Exodia. There's also Gigatech Wolf, uh, which looks like uh, what's his name from Metal Gear Rising Revengeance? The robot dog? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, vaguely. It it reminds me more of like, uh, you remember that show Zoids? Mm, vaguely. Giant Red Sea Snake. Uh, oh, here's one for you, Jimmy. There is a card on this page called Gil Garth, which appears to be just a a proper name. <laughs> that is a person's name, Gil Garth. Yep, some spiky knight guy. Uh, okay, uh, how are you feeling for your your first pick here? My first pick, I kind of want to pick just for the lols. Uh, I'm gonna, uh-huh. I'm going to go with Giant Germ. <laughs> Giant germ seems pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. It's exactly uh, well. What if you're gonna, it says, if you're gonna do giant germ, I am gonna take the obvious pick here, and I am gonna take Exodia, the Forbidden One. Ah, uh, of course. Hmm. How about your second pick? My second pick, since you got Exodia, I'm gonna go with Jinzo. We've only yeah. we've talked so much about what this guy could actually do. So let's put that to the test. I want to see what this this Cenobite motherfucker can get up to when he has to, like, bake a cake. It'll have to be a special one for Jinzo. Uh, I'm going to go with... This is definitely going to come back to bite me in the ass. I'm going to go with Gradius. (laughs) I cannot wait to describe what a plane can do. I'm very excited to see Gradius do something. (laughs) Uh, all right, th- those are our two picks for page four. Moving on to page five. Page <gasps> five is really good. Lord of D is here. Lord of D is oh here. God. Uh, left arm of the forbidden <laughs> one, left leg of the forbidden one, Judge Man, Karibo, Legin, the Mystical Genie, the Lamp. There's uh, a lot of good stuff. Lullaby M- of Obedience. Oh, uh, M Warrior number one is here. Mystical Elf, Mirage Knight. Uh, the last card on the page is Negate Attack, but that's a spell card. Um, I'm looking fewer monsters here. We got a lot of spells. Magical Trick Mirror, I think, is the only other monster I'm seeing. Nope, that's a trap. Magical Trevor. It's is a trap. The day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the monsters we have here are Judge Man, Kaiser Seahorse, Karibo, Legin the Mystical. Wow. Legin, the Mystical Genie, the Lamp. Left Arm of the Forbidden One, Left Leg of the Forbidden One. Uh, Lord of D, M Warrior number one, Machine King, uh, Maha Vilo, Mirage Knight, and Mystical Elf. Hmm. I think my first pick is going to be Machine King. 
Yeah. We've yeah, talked before that about makes how sense. he's just uh, Optimus Prime. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> Optimus Prime in a setting where he's not fighting other giant robots is going to be very entertaining. Okay. So I know I've already picked Exodia the Forbidden One, but as my first pick, I'm going to pick the left arm of the Forbidden One just to see who performs better. <laughs> Exodia or just his own the arm. arm. It's just his is arm it, coming through the window. Is it like a disembodied arm or can he only use the arm? Oh, it's just the arm. It's not disembodied it though. As a monster. No, but when... You, in the game, this happens in uh-huh. the game. When you summon just one part of Exodia, yeah. that is all that shows up. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah we saw Exodia's head get summoned one time. Huh. Uh, all right, Jimmy, what's your second pick? God, I'm torn here. Because I feel like it's cheating to pick Legend, the mystical genie of the lamp, because he's a <laughs> genie and can do anything. True, true. But it's not really cheating because then I would expect more from him. That's true. I also want to get Lord of D because <laughs> he's the Lord of D. For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. <laughs> Who doesn't? Am I right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Legend. All right. Then I'm going to take Lord of D just so we can have that conversation later. Yes. Wonderful. Excellent. Uh, okay, those are our picks for page five. We're cruising right along. Uh, let's go to page six now. Page six begins with Obelisk the Tormentor and ends with Sword of Soul. The monsters we have here look like, uh, let's see, we've got Obelisk the Tormentor, Possessed Dark Soul. Uh, is Question a monster? No, that's a spell. Uh... We've seen wow. Tyler. We've seen some yeah. bad art before. I want you to click yeah. on Rainbow Blessing. I was just gonna ask you about that. Rainbow Blessing is the intro sequence to The Simpsons. Rainbow Blessing looks like someone drew it. Oh my god, it is. Do you remember Kid Picks? I do remember Kid Picks. Kid Picks is fucking awesome. I spent so much time on Kid Picks back when we didn't have the internet yet. Same. I feel yeah. I'm pretty sure. Hours I... and hours made so many drawings in kid pics that it took up all the space on our computer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy that made kid pics is actually really cool. I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head, but it turns out that he was like an anti-capitalist like installation artist. Fuck what? yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did some really edgy art. I and then he no made idea. kid pics. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those stamps that you could like set to auto run on kid pics, like the drip and oh, the like yeah. spray paint stamp and whatever. And, and you, you could just like, yeah, you could just click it once in the whole and you could just watch the whole page get covered. God, so good. And your mom would be like, what are you doing? Get off the computer. <laughs> I liked all the <laughs> not like, even playing that game. Pro- the like uh, the prompts it would make for when you hit draw me. Do you remember that? And it would like yes. just randomly combine yes. a bunch of things. And it would be like, I'm a hairy eyeball, 10 feet tall, <laughs> in a lemonade <laughs> swimming pool, and I'm covered with feathers. Draw me. <laughs> I forgot and about that. Oh, I loved that. God. Just randomly generated prompts. Mm, the 90s. Speaking of things that feel like randomly generated prompts, the monsters <laughs> on this page are Obelisk the Tormentor, Possessed Dark Soul, uh, Red Eyes Black Dragon, Right Arm of the Forbidden One, Right Leg of the Forbidden One, Sengen, uh, Spear Dragon, 
Strike Ninja, Super Roboyaru, and I think that's it. I don't think I missed any. Scapegoat. Oh, Scapegoat. Pardon me. Wait, that's a spell. That's not a monster. Is it not a monster? I guess no. it's not. Hmm. What are you feeling for your, your first pick here, Jimmy? <laughs> I kind of... You know what? Fuck it. I'm doing it. Right arm of the Forbidden One. <laughs> I really hope that they go up against each other and then we would have to have a whole conversation about whether Exodia is right or left-handed. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go with... God, I wish I could pick Rainbow Blessing. <laughs> um, I'm... Oh, boy. I'm going to go with Spear Dragon. I'm going to regret this. Look yeah, at that thing's yeah, face. Spear dragon. Spear dragon looks like one of those really weird bats that have, their facial proportions are all wonky. Yeah. Yo, have you seen these human-sized bats? No. What? Tyler no. doesn't like no, to talk no, about no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> what are they called? Just, Bye. Just, Bye. <laughs> I just see this Google bat. it. Human-sized bat? Yeah. Like a flying fox? Yeah, they're like a species of flying fox. Golden crowned flying fox. Aww. Tyler hates this. <laughs> Aw, they're just big sky puppies. Yeah, they're like puppies. They eat fruit. Tyler doesn't like them. He's ignoring me because I brought it up. I love them. <laughs> it would feel so good to hug a bat. It Wouldn't it? Mm, I would big, love that. They're big wings. Oh, they're cute. Anyway, I... they're not—they're not actually human-sized. They're like maybe human-toddler-sized at most. They're not actually like six feet tall or anything. That'd be red. They're, I mean, they're big. But like, <laughs> all right, let's go back to monsters. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Obelisk the Tormentor. Kind of sounds like a sex toy. Obelisk. <laughs> The Tormentor. <laughs> this episode brought to you by AdamandEve.com. You can have you can have boyfriend size, you can have large, you can have jumbo, or you can have the tormentor. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, let me let me just look here. Nope, Soul Taker isn't a monster. I'm just looking at the art now. Uh, I am gonna go with red eyes black dragon because if i don't i think our fans would never forgive me fair enough what's what's that one that looks like a three-eyed meowth sangan uh sangan Sangan. uh jimmy i'm noticing your list is one more than mine did i miss one did you not write down one of your things on here uh, maybe I didn't. I'll I'll figure it out. Let me go back. I think it was on the last page. Who did I pick on the last page? I picked. Oh, Lord of D is who I missed. That's right. You just got too excited. <laughs> I got too excited. Uh, type it in. Okay, so those are our picks for uh page six. Let's go now to page seven. The final page. This is fewer cards on it. It begins with Swords of Revealing Light, ends with Z-Metal Tank, but it has some fun ones. So we've got Winged Dragon of Ra, 
Time Wizard, Twin-Headed Behemoth, Twin-Headed Thunder Dragon, Vampire Lord, Wing Dragon, Guardian of the Fortress number one, X-Head Cannon, XY Dragon Cannon, XYZ Dragon Cannon, Y Dragon Head, and Z Metal Tank. Hmm. There's, time Wizard. There's some good things on here. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm thinking I want to see what Time <laughs> Wizard can do when he's no longer constrained by the rules of a card game. Yeah, I think you kind of need to. Let's see how much bullshit I can pull with time travel. <laughs> I'm going to look at the card art here before I make this horrible decision. Yeah, I'm going to go with XYZ Dragon Cannon. I was just looking at that thing. Look at this fucking thing. This is like if somebody tried to make the Megazord but was like missing a few pieces, so it just kind of like fudged the the math a little bit this is definitely something that you would get at toys or us and like the rich kid would have all three and be able to combine them yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i i want to i want to give an honorable mention to another card on this page that's a spell card so we can't pick it but there's a card called thirst for compensation (laughs) and same bro (laughs) that's the millennial experience Vampire Lord is sexy. Well, I was just looking at Vampire Lord. <laughs> that some... That's a cool cape. That, That's a great I, cape. I want that cape. That cape is like a bat wing that's like gripping you. Yeah. Vampire Lord looks like uh like a non-binary bayonetta. This guy is straight up from Final Fantasy. Oh yes. Uh, okay, your second pick. Tell My me. My second pick. There's a lot of things with several heads on here. Uh, the better to eat you with, my dear. <laughs> I'm going to go with twin-headed thunder dragon because <laughs> I just want to be mean to my future self and have to justify how this thing with two heads and no arms is going to do anything. <laughs> I have, I, what's that? It's a, I have no mouth and I must scream. I have two mouths and I must grab something. <laughs> um, if you're gonna I do- don't think all the tasks would require hands. That's good because I'm going to pick twin-headed behemoth, <laughs> which seems to have mouths instead of hands. Mm. I don't know if you've seen this card, Jimmy. I'm clicking on it now. <laughs> it's, oh, God. Um, I think I made this creature in Spore back in the day. Yeah, it definitely looks like an accident. <laughs> it's got two heads on it where its hand should be and then a spike where its head should be. God. I don't like it, but I am going to pick it. So that's our second pick for page seven. Jimmy, you and I each now have 14 monsters in our team. It is time to draft the 15th monster who will be uh, uh, the the sort of uh, clincher for our team, our deck master, if you will, uh, for the first half of the season. Because we are at the end of the page, I'm going to say that we can pick our 15th monster from any page on this website uh, uh so long as we're you know still in season mm-hmm. three hmm. have there been any cards that have really spoken to you uh uh that that you've been disappointed that we had to skip past i'm going back and looking through all the pages right now
This is thrilling audio, I know, for our listeners. This is great. <laughs> Everyone loves this. Everyone loves Some notable that. cards that we've skipped. Neither of us took Blue Eyes White Dragon. Neither of wow. us took uh, Winged Dragon. Wow. After everyone fought so hard for Blue Eyes White Dragon. I know. I, I know. got Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. That's three Blue Eyes White Dragons. That's no, true. That's true. Uh, we skipped over Cyber Commander. Um, let's see. We neither of us took Dark Magician or Dark Magician Girl. Wow. I have made my pick. Okay. My pick is on the very first page. Boganian. Fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> is that who you were going to pick? That was who I was going to pick. <laughs> it's like... Describe Boganian for the audience. Boganian is the little green character from the front of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, except he's got yeah. a crossbow. Oh. <laughs> he has a little green flying eyeball guy with two arms and a crossbow. And he's covered with spikes. Jimmy, I am genuinely wounded. I was <laughs> I was actually looking at Boganian. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's that's the game. This that's is why we draft. Um oh shit. Okay. We'll have a, another chance later. I in the meantime am going to pick Karibo. Your little boy. My little boy. <laughs> Um, I love my little boy, and no harm will befall him, and he will do good. And that will bring us to the end of the draft. Each of us has 15 monsters on our team. I'm going to figure out the best way to make this spreadsheet public so that you, the listener, can follow along as we pit these monsters against each other in strange tasks. Um, I haven't quite figured out the best way to organize that. This is going to be fun, I think. I'm very excited. <laughs> I think it's going to gonna look, be a lot of fun. I hope so. To what Lauren comes up with for making <laughs> these critters do various so things. So I, I have, I have a kind of a theory of how I'm going to structure it. In that, maybe I shouldn't tell you any details about it, but I, so I, I want to do some like more mundane tasks, and then I want to do some like thinkers, some like. I need you to be creative. All right. With the solution. Maybe it has more than, you know, one right answer. Maybe it's kind of broad. Takes some creativity. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So we'll we'll uh we'll get started with next week, I guess. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, you can uh, visit our website, heartofthe.cards. There's a contact form there. You can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at yampod. We haven't really posted to Instagram in a while, but Twitter is where all the all the new episode notifications go up. Uh, if you uh, have a little bit of money to spare, I know that that's, that's kind of a big ask in these uh, extraordinary times. But if you want to uh, put that money to someplace that can make good use of it, there's a link in the show notes to blacklivesmatters.card.co. There's a lot of places you can go and help out uh, Black Lives Matters causes, um, especially right now uh, as people are gearing up to vote and so many polling places are being shut down in the middle of a pandemic. We need to protect people uh, in targeted areas. And surprise, surprise, a lot of those people happen to have darker skin than the Cheeto president. Uh, and 
they need a way to vote. So go donate and let's make that happen. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about season three, episode two, whose name I have already forgotten. Jimmy, I don't know if you have that. Up. Um. I don't I don't know why you would. Let's see. Yes. The next episode is called Isolated in Cyberspace Part 1. Ooh. Oh, so actually what we're going to do, I'm glad we brought this up. We are going to talk about Isolated in Cyberspace Parts 1 and 2 because it is a three-part episode. All right. And as we all know in Yu-Gi-Oh, nothing happens in the first two parts. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to watch uh, episodes two and three next week. And until next time. It appears someone else has an interest in bringing chaos and misery upon these fools as well.